Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pantelis Podcast. If you're on Patreon, you're watching this live, and I want to remind you guys, uh, on Patreon, we got exclusives when you sign up. In the month of February, you're getting stickers, custom stickers, and also if you're in the boss status, you enter for a chance to win merch. We gave away a lot of merch in uh, January, um, more than we expected because people kept sending me uh, free shirts. So I gave those all away. My guest today is a good friend of mine. I started doing comedy uh, on the scene here with him. And then we kind of drifted apart because uh, he went into drugs and murder and robbery. He'll talk about that today. My yeah, guest is Vlad Levitt, comedian Vlad Levitt. Hello, hey, Vlad. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate <laughs> it. It's like an opportunity to catch up, man. It's been a while. It's, it's been, been a, while, a man. fucking long while. And yeah. you went to uh, the Ukraine. I did. I want to talk about your vacation later because I'm very curious. I have questions about the Ukraine. I figured. But I felt it. I don't know why, but I was like, you're going to ask me a bunch of questions about Ukraine. But first, what the fuck have you been up to? Why haven't I seen you in forever and a day? I don't know, man. My comedy kind of slowed down a little bit. I was working on, um, uh, you know, whatever is around it. Because like, I have to like have a day job and shit. Yeah. So I've been trying to set up like my podcast, everything like that. So it's a little it's a little hard like to to juggle everything. I'm trying now to transition to just quitting my job and trying to focus on comedy more. Which is but tough. I've been doing yeah. Fuck, but you had a good tough. job. You were getting paid well there. Yeah, but it's it's just the the time schedule is so sporadic that you just you can't do shows regularly, and yeah. uh, that's what bugged me bugs me the most. Like especially now lately, like I always work like Tuesdays and Wednesdays is where the open mics are. So yeah. like I'll do like a nice like weekend show here and there. But I, and that means I have to do like my old material that I know is like, you know, it's it's I know it works. Because you have if no you time to go to the gym, you can't work on anything else. Exactly. So that's what's been like bogging me. So I'm trying like already with work, like I'm trying to take days off and shit, and uh, really focus on comedy more. Okay, so you stopped doing comedy as often just because of the schedule. It was busy. It's not because you said fuck it. It's not for me. No, no, I really it's been bugging me a lot. Like that's why, I, like <clears throat> I told myself, like this year is like the year I'm gonna take like the most initiative. Like I already applied for Just for Laughs, the auditions. Good. I want to apply to all the festivals. Really make it happen. Did uh, they announce yet who, what locations getting um, auditions this year? Here, I know that Sid's Room is doing one. I think at the Barville Ray, I saw an announcement. Uh, I know in New York, The Stand, I think, is getting auditions. Here, I didn't hear anything yet about The Nest or any dates like that. I have no idea because the last, like, because how long have we been doing it? We've been doing it for like eight Eight years. We've been doing years. it since, well, I've been doing it since April of 2012. And you were around the same time, I think, or that's when we started hanging out around when I had started or a bit after that. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. So the last, like, seven years, I always waited to, like, be picked or referred. And there was a time I was doing weekends at the Nest regularly, like pretty much every week. So I was like, for sure, they're going to pick me. And it kind of never happened. So I was like, I have no idea how it works. So I was like, this year, I'm just going to apply myself. So like, there's like an email I signed up. We'll see what happens. You made the right decision, I think, because you you never, there's so many people. Yeah. So if, if they get a lot of signups, why are they going to, and they filled out their quota, why are they going to go around looking for Vlad, right? Exactly. Send I it mean, in. They should, but yeah, I, I get it. Like it's, it's a bit complicated. So especially like with a podcast deal, I've been trying to like get some traction with that. What's happening with that? I like, I like your show. I watch your show. 
Thanks, man. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, it's again with the schedule, it's hard to put them out regularly. I told myself like I'll put them out every Thursday. Then I was like, oh, between Wednesday and Friday. And now I'm like, fuck it. I'll try to put it out like every seven to ten days or something. It gets hard. I know. It gets hard, man. I'm trying to like set up like a, a, a like a you know like a legit schedule to do them. I was also thinking about starting a podcast with Jacob too. Jacob Starczewski, who was another comedian that I fucking started with and is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And he stopped doing comedy. I think I might bring him on soon if he wants to fucking come on and talk about that shit. You should. Uh, he's hilarious. And I don't I don't know why he stopped doing comedy. I watched your podcast with him. Yeah. Um, but everybody kind of has that same fizzling out type of thing. Like Mike Mayo said the same thing, kind of yeah. like he didn't even realize that it was he was kind of drifting out and then doing it once in a while and um, but Jacob is like, what the fuck? If 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 he stops, then exactly. why are a lot of other people in this game? Like this this guy's fucking hilarious, and there's these shitty comics that will keep at it and won't stop. And this guy fucking stopped doing comedy. It's crazy. It's, it's Those are the crazy. ones that get to me. Like if a shitty comic stops, you're like, all right, makes sense. Like he wasn't getting much laughs and went on for long enough. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But when you have friends like Molly Brisbois too, I think she took a little break from but comedy. She moved, She's I think back. her life had changed too because she moved away. So she had she was busy. I could get that too. But she lives in Boston. Oh, fuck. She lives in a comedy. It's a great town, comedy yeah. scene. So I spoke to her uh, yesterday and she said she's thinking about coming back. But like those are the people to me. Like I still quote their jokes. Every time I speak to them, I'm like, fuck, like you got to get back to stand up. But for some people, I don't want to like mention too many names of those like that stopped doing comedy. But like I spoke to a few of them and some of them were like, uh, I told myself that like I have to make it in stand up. And once I real like once I stopped doing stand up and I made the decision, it was like the best decision that they made, even though they were really funny because they were like, it's just it's toxic. It's like a crazy schedule. I have to work with a lot of like shitty people. Yeah. Like you're always surrounded by booze. Like that's how Jacob Stresky described it. It was like it's like the ninety five percent is shit, and you have to go through it for the five percent that you're on stage and like you're hanging out with like the the, the good comics, the ones you like. You like enjoy their company, yeah. So it's like but there's a lot of shittiness surrounding it. You're right, but I, and I and I've mentioned it before, uh, but I found a way to kind of get around it, circumvent it. Um, I won't stick around like if it's not if there's not people I want to hang out with. Or I could go, I'm able to, for the past couple of years, go do my set and leave. I don't have to stay if I don't want to stay. Yeah. Uh, I don't, um, so I've learned, because before what I was worried about is, is first of all, copying someone else's voice. Yeah. Because if you're around the same people all the time and they're doing comedy, it could get in your head. And then you, you start talking about the same subject matter. So I started avoiding hanging out too much because of that. I didn't want to sound like anyone else. I wanted to sound like myself. But then also, like you said, there's... There was a lot of there was a lot of people that were just toxic, and anytime you talk to them, it would always be something negative. It wouldn't be like, "Hey, I'm working on this. I'm trying to create this." It was always like, "What the fuck, man? How come he's doing this? How come you're doing yeah. this?" It was, I was like, "You know what? I don't like this. I, I'd rather make stuff." Like now, like I, you were asking about Patreon, one of the reasons why else I started is because now I have my feet to the fire. There's members. It's like I'm Netflix now. You know, there's members. Yeah. They're expecting something, so I have to keep producing content, right? I can't be lazy. I have to keep making stuff. So I'd rather get motivated that way than get motivated by just toxic behavior and be like, it brings you down. Yeah, but for stand-up, it's like, can you really go around it or do you have to like go above it a little bit? Meaning like your position has to be a bit higher. Like you get traction with something. It's part of the reason I started yeah. uh, my uh, YouTube thing, like the podcast. I'm like, if I can get traction that way, then I don't have to deal with like, his, this guy uh, hates this guy. Yeah. So you have to distance yourself from that guy. Like, 
like all of that shit. Like I really don't want to be part of it. I'm I'm someone that's been pretty neutral. Yeah. Since I started doing comedy, like I don't I, I don't need to shit on anyone. I don't like beefs. Like yeah, there's really no reason sides. to that. Yeah. What's the point? And but I've seen a lot of comics that do take sides. Um, they get a lot of shows, like, cause they, they cater to that guy who books a lot of, uh, you know, people and they just kind of like, that's, that's how they get their CH time. And I'm like, I don't want to do that no, shit. I don't take any sides. I'm loyal to the people who are, are good to me. Like, yeah. but I'm, uh, you know, I, I don't, uh, I don't reach out for, Hey man, you know, get me, I don't reach out for any of that stuff. I'm yeah. busy as it is. So I, a lot of people reach out to me and I try to work out schedule. Like I try to do everyone's show. Like a lot of people, some people used to think like, oh, you don't want to do my show anymore. And it's always a schedule thing. It's never anything personal. Um, but I, I, I've been trying lately to work out. So I could do everyone's room to, you know, to just hang out. There's people that I haven't seen in years because I, I don't do the rooms and they have one room that they always perform in, that they produce shows in. Yeah. And then they get a sense of, oh, look at this motherfucker. He's doing all kinds of other shit. He doesn't come to my room. Doesn't like me. Yeah, and then that becomes their reality. And in and my end, I don't even know about it. So yeah. in my end, I'm still happy go lucky. I'm just like, I like these guys. I'm cool. I just never see them. Yeah. But in their head, like this motherfucker. And then we actually meet, and we have a conversation. They're like, Oh, I thought uh, thought you didn't like me. Well, that's it too. Like people, like, what are you talking about? I I just been busy. There's so much of that. That's another thing. Is that I don't know if it's like a comics trade, but like the way that like a lot of people quickly jump to conclusions. Oh, this guy fucking hates me. Oh, this guy is a piece of shit. Yeah. Like when I was, uh, especially when I was in Ukraine, because I took like six weeks off from everything, I was like reading comedians of Montreal and comedians of Toronto oh, while I I'm like zero part shit. of it. I already barely do. So people who don't know this, there's uh, Facebook groups, right? There's We yeah. talked about a couple of weeks ago, someone, I had two guests on that brought it up, but th there's uh, comedians of Montreal and there's comedians of Toronto. Now I've I've left it I think twice comedians in Montreal and then people add me you know to to get back in there because um, I guess they noticed like why is he not in there and the reason why I would leave is because at first I didn't know how to get rid of the notifications and I would get notified every time someone posts something and more often than not it would be a giant thread of so this guy misgendered me at this show you shouldn't have him at your yeah. show because he called me a her but really I identify as a him and I'm like oh that's getting a little this shouldn't be public. This should be between you guys. Like, hey, I'm fucking this gender now. Or you know, it shouldn't be a public thing. And it shouldn't be this long of a thread. Yeah, yeah. Know? And in terms of insanity, Comedians of Montreal is like the open mic for the Comedians of Toronto. That's a whole other level, Absurd. dude. I've been reading that. Holy shit. And uh, I used to like, that's, I sometimes I would get not, I've very rarely done this, but some like someone is shitting on a comedian that I like, whatever, yeah. I would defend them. And I would like, go into like the thread, be part of the thread and then i would always regret it so it's i try to avoid consuming. it it's it's just and it's pure craziness no yeah. one's gonna go you know what did everyone read vlad's point he makes sense you yeah. know what like, you know it's he's a good guy the, the guy we've been shitting on yeah, it never yeah. happens never. It's like fuck this guy and fuck that guy yeah so when i was like i took like six weeks off from everything and i was reading that it dude it felt like uh, an episode <laughs> of black mirror man <laughs> my whole facebook the comedians of montreal because i'm like most of my friends are like comics on on uh, on Facebook. It's just pure insanity, dude. But those are the people that I'll also like speak up. There's a ton of comics that just like you and I, like we just we don't comment, so yeah. you don't see the the good comics. But if you just factor in those people, it's, it's crazy. Fucking, it's crazy. It's too much. But you know, I think that's the reason why. Because a lot of times people will see me and they're like, "Hey, you didn't reply to me or something." Because I don't get a lot of notifications, and the reason why I took it off is because of groups like that. I would get too many notifications for nonsense. 
and it would start getting uh, i'd feel anxious because i didn't i get a notification i look i think it's a text i think it's something important and i look and I'd be like this motherfucker doesn't book me on his show and i'm like okay I got, you know i gotta get rid of this and then twitter i'd post something and i would get a bunch of tweets about people who misunderstood the sarcasm in it or whatever and then yeah. they start and i'd be like you know what i have to take off notifications so i took off all those notifications but now what happens is i'll have people like hey man you don't fucking reply to me yeah and i was like where did you send me a message and they'll say something random, like, I don't know, like on your Facebook fan page thing, or uh, why don't you just text me, you dickhead? Exactly. Why don't you just fuck? I'm not gonna see a lot of that shit. Like, I have specific people that they're still, um, they're, they're marked as conversations are ongoing, so I'll get notifications. But if we've never had a conversation on that platform, I won't see the notification. Yeah. So it's very rare that I'll reply because I just don't see it. I'm not ignoring you. And then it'll start a whole thing. But also, why would you bring up a personal problem we have with someone? In a group that has like a thousand members it's or crazy. something. It's crazy. It's insanity. It's fucking crazy. Dude, I've had that one of the comics posted um, uh, a joke that was like a, a, you could interpret it as a ripoff of Derek Sagan. Okay. And my instinct Which, was, which one? The uh, octopus? Yeah, Actually, no, don't, no, don't even Yeah, because like, I don't want to yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, my instinct was go like, hey, like credit to whatever, Derek Sagan yeah. or something. And I was like, you know what? This could be interpreted like a shitty thing. So I messaged him privately. And the dude was like, fuck, man, I'm such a big uh, fan of Derek. I can't believe like I wrote that shit. I like he took it down immediately. But I'm like, if I wrote like, hey, dickhead, that's a fucking Derek's again joke. That would have been a shit storm. Even if you didn't write dickhead, if you said, hey, dude. This is a, they would have taken it as hey fuck face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened to me with one comic that I ended up uh, blocking because <laughs> oh, he went like he started disliking my YouTube videos. Like really, oh, I got so petty. Like I like when people dislike. You know why they 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 forget something about the algorithm. You know that if you dislike it, you know how it works, right? YouTube, YouTube uh, promotes shit right? yeah, that yeah. you engage with, yeah. not that you like or that you watch. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you dislike stuff, that's why you keep seeing them in your feed, you fucking idiots. Because yeah, yeah, they yeah. know you're going to engage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, so I'm, I'm like, I don't give a shit. If you're going to take the time and go dislike, you're, you're promoting our videos. Yeah. I don't give a shit. That's amazing. Yeah, and also yeah. it's my old shit. Like you're just giving yeah. views. I'll put out more content. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. It's good the way that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out. This I feel like the the I think my content is getting a little bit better, but it's just the marketing side of it. Holy shit, man. It's there's too so, many people, that's why. It's oversaturated. It's hard for to sure. break out. Yeah. Because there's people that I'll watch and they're just amazing. And then I'll look and they have even less of an impact than like my, my stuff does. And I'm like, what the fuck? These guys are amazing, but they yeah. can't get because there's so many people you just get lost. In all the kerfuffle. Yeah, and then, but then some people are like, uh, you know, vlog number 83, I'm eating a bagel today and it's a little uh, dry and they have like 200,000 subscribers Cause they built, and it drives me crazy. They started before, like I, I've hesitated on shit for too long and I fucked up on a lot of stuff. Like first of all, YouTube channel. Should have started that way before my podcast, making a video. I, I was holding out. I shouldn't have held out. I should have done it when it was still fresh. Yeah. Uh, French comedy, I'm doing it now. Yeah. Should have done that a long fucking time ago. They pay you for open mics. Oh my it's, God. it's the most ridiculous fucking thing. I had a canceled show that was paid and gotten beer. Like, oh, I want to come back to it. It's just really hard getting back in the scene. Uh, first of all, the rotation is so long compared to English. Yeah, there's too many comics, yeah. Yeah. Like, they, once uh, this guy was like, uh, hey, man, I really love your set. Uh, do you want to do my room? And I was like, yeah. So I'm thinking like... Next year. <laughs> Literally, he said like next spring or something, <laughs> and then I totally forgot by springtime. Yeah, so no I had a, I literally just got a message like, "Hey, are you are you here?" And I was like, "I was like, who is that guy?" And then I look up, 
And then I read our history. It's like, oh, oh no. six months ago, you you told me like if the, the I was supposed to do a show. I should have put it in my calendar. That was a dumb mistake, but... But that's still something you'd think they'd remind you. But it still happens to me. Some shows I forget about. And you know how I get reminded? The, the Facebook post, when they tag you, they're like, tonight. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's I've tonight. had a couple like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah It yeah, happens yeah. a lot. And then I'll show up. And they're like, you excited? Like, I didn't even know this yeah. was happening. <laughs> I couldn't sleep for the last yeah. week, man. I was so, <laughs> so that happens a lot, too. Yeah, but French, it's it's so easy, too. I don't want to say, like... Well, it's I don't not wanna, that like, it's... Yeah, it, it's weird for... It's not that it's so... It's just that it's... um. I think when you're coming at it, like, if you can speak the language and you're coming at it from a different point of view, because we don't, I don't hang around the French scene. Yeah. So odds are when I go on stage, my perspective and my subject matter is going to be different. I was going to say it's a thing of novelty, I think, because yes. the way I think, and I could be totally wrong, unless you're speaking about like really great comics, like uh, Louis-José Houd, Mike Ward, who's actually the first comic. He was like my Louis C.K., like the first comic ever liked. And that he jerked off in front of me in a hotel yeah. room once but no 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 and then, like he was like my first comic i i i, like, I get into the 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 moment i started speaking french i i got into like mike ward it was the first comic damn right but the, he has that like english structure yeah of comedy same and if you look around on uh if you just do shows uh like live like just regular shows on the french side i feel like they're really reliant on attitude and their delivery more than on writing and joke structure they tell stories they they sit and and the french comics when they do english comedy they do really well because the english side they often lack that delivery yes so it's very it's very strange because they they do because I, I like stories you know me i like telling long stories yeah so on the french they have that which i like like they'll tell stories just that when i tell stories in english i still hide the punchline i still play it like it's a setup you know uh yeah joke punchline uh even though you don't really notice sometimes because it's such a long story. You're like, oh, yeah, it's true. This guy's still punching, you know? Yeah. But on the French, it, the way they do it is more theatrical. So it's very, it's it's cool to watch. But I think coming from the English to the French, because of that little style change, that's what I think they're like, hey, what the fuck? This is, he's telling a story. We know stories, but what the fuck? What's he doing there? That structure. It's, it's the that, structure that they that, love it. Yeah. They, they love like, it. That's why yeah. I noticed the, the last couple uh, the last couple weeks I've been doing French. That's surprised the way it comes. And Mike does the same thing because he has the English. He does it like an English comic. So I think that's the biggest thing is that the quality's there. It's just that because the structure is different, it's like a slap in the face. They're like, whoa, what the fuck is this? Yeah. This feels, this tang in there. But because yeah. the the English comic, like I was saying, like they're so reliant on structure and not on delivery. You have like Rashid Badouri. He was doing English. Uh, he just does really well. Sebastien Borgo is a perfect example of someone who really went like all in in terms of delivery. And um, so he, he's been killing it on, on, yeah. on the English scene. Like he, I think pretty quickly, uh, the moment he started doing the English scene, he transitioned and he started, to like When a, we started doing comedy, he started doing English. Did he? He was doing it for that long? Yeah, he's been doing it because I remember 2012 when I started the first month I was in, I told him about this, I was in a competition with him. Uh, I was doing comedy for a month and they made me, Iman had asked me to do the best of open mic in Montreal. And mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know, man, I've only done like one set, two sets. She's like, no, no, you're really funny. Just try it. So I went to the comedy works and I won that first round. I ended up, it was the final Sunday and I ended up losing to Sebastian Burgo. But I'd been doing it for three weeks. He built a career in French and started doing it in English. So that motivated me because I was like, yo, hold on a second. If the only person that could beat me is a professional, and I've been doing this for three weeks. Yeah. There might be something to this. So inadvertently, 
he didn't know. I told him recently. He's like, fuck, I didn't. I, he goes, I never realized that. I, I, it motivated me to pursue comedy because, like, man, maybe I am at a, be, a higher level because I shouldn't even be in the finals right now. I shouldn't have even made it. Yeah. You know, theoretically, anything I would start, you're doing it for three weeks, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So I was like, shit, there's something here. So it's weird when it's kind of like a, like a movie. When you look back, you look at the flashback. The little points that motivated that people never noticed or even Burgo didn't even think about. He didn't even realize that I was with him in that competition. Yeah. He doesn't even remember me from then. So just think about how crazy that is. And that was one of the catalysts. I was like, you know what? I could fucking pursue this. If it yeah. took a pro to beat me, I'm going to fucking do this shit. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the way he remembers it now is like, fuck, this dude has been doing it for three weeks was as good as I am. Yeah, exactly. I got to get my shit together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he remembers it differently. It motivated him yeah, in a different like, way. Got to start writing. <laughs> no, I had one like that too is because um, like I was saying, like I for me, like Mike Word, when I started watching comedy, he was like, he's like a celebrity celebrity. You know what I mean? Like yeah. on the English side, he's like, He's not that known up until recently, up until yeah. his uh, his court big, uh, yeah, his big yeah. Uh, Supreme Court gig that he, that he got, <laughs> yeah, that gig which that he opened got. up doors. <laughs> I mean, he went right there. I'm a, a glass good, half full guy, yeah. That was a good gig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's terrible. But um, so until then, like, I, so the first time I saw him while performing comedy was, uh, I think it was like three years ago, some four years ago. And uh, I think Jeff Schwella was hosting and he was like, yeah, this next comic does comedy in english and french give it up for mike ward and for me it's like he just said fucking richard pryor you freaked and there's out? this like tap and applause just like two people in the audience because he was like practicing for his uh i guess like jfl stuff yeah um and i was like freaking out i was like oh my god this is like fucking mike, mike ward. fucking mike ward and i was going on after him and he had to run off so i was like ah oh, shit i missed a chance then we performed again at the Nest. We spoke for like half an hour. He was really cool guy. Like we yeah. really surprisingly nice. Like there are yep. people who are much in a much lower positions that afford themselves to be like complete assholes. I've said this many times yeah. about him. Yeah. And so I spoke to Mike for like half an hour. And then the next time I ran into him, I was like, hey, Vlad, how's it going? And to me, it was like a big moment because I was like the when I started doing comedy to me is like just being on the same show with, with Mike Ward is like this completely unattainable thing. But for him to remember and speak to you even crazier. Yeah. And it, yeah. for him to be like, hey, Vlad, how's it yeah. going? I was like, oh, fuck. For me, it was a big, yeah. a big thing for him. It was like, oh, yeah, another open mic, open mic or it doesn't matter. But for me, it was like a big thing when I, uh, yeah, when I got to speak to him. But that's how he is. He talks to people. He, he's a real, he's a, but you know what? You're right that people that are in a lower position, they ha they're at, or just in general, sometimes even in a higher position, they're just cocksuckers. Because when I speak to people, I've noticed that they're a little like uh, standoffish sometimes. Like fans, I meet podcast fans at these shows a lot, especially French ones that started watching New York Minimum. And they, they're often surprised that, like, I'm just like, hey, man, you know, and we start shooting the shit and talking normally. And sometimes they're like, oh, you know, I, I don't want to disturb you. I just I go, no, you know, we're just shooting the shit. Poseidon's here, you know, we're just shooting the shit. And they find it weird. They're like, what the fuck? Why are they having, why is this guy talking to me normally? Yeah. It's because, well, why wouldn't I be fucking talking to you normally? I don't understand. What's, yeah. Who who normally speaks to you? Like, like did you meet fucking Kevin Hart and he was a dick to you? Like, like I'm not at a level that I should even think about being a cunt to anyone. Yeah. But even if I was, I would still not be a cunt because it's like, you're the reason why I'm doing this. You're watching, yeah. you're supporting. If it wasn't for you guys, what the fuck would I be doing? So yeah. what experience do you have? Like how bad were they? How bad were other people? How did they mistreat you? That you assume that you're going to meet me and I'm going to be a piece of shit to you for liking my stuff. Could you imagine you come in, somebody comes, Vlad, I love your YouTube channel. Like, okay, get the get fuck, the out, fuck of out of here. That's <laughs> crazy to me. To me, that's insane. That's yeah. insane to me. Yeah, no, it, it is crazy. And what I noticed, and I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I, the in terms of the interactions that I've had, 
the comics that are usually really dirty, I'm talking like on the higher level, yeah. like dirty uh, comedians that do like dirty material are always much nicer than clean comics for I've some reason. I've noticed that too. I've in terms of that. ego, in terms of like them like shunning you and like treating you like shit, for some reason I've only had interact like bad interactions with clean comics. I don't know, maybe... I can say the same thing, but I, I have no... I've never thought about the reason why. People speculate on why or whatever. I don't know why, but I can attest to... I've been in a similar situation and I've been excited. Like, yeah. hey man, this... And then... The 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 comic who is just like um not corporate but the guy that I want uh, you know I don't want to mention who it is but uh, does very well for himself but he's yeah. a clean comic he's not like Mike not like, he does clean stuff and he was standoffish and dickish yeah and I also met a very very important dirty comic who's world renowned very good English guy um and fucking sweetheart every time I've met him yeah so it's and he doesn't have that's the other thing is they don't owe you anything they don't have to be nice it's not nothing like it's the same thing that I tell say about Mike. Mike uh, gave me so many opportunities, but he didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to. He was his foot wasn't to the fire. You know, he didn't need to. Do it. He it's just who he is. He's like, I think this guy's ready for this, so I'll help him out. Yeah. It it wasn't. Uh, he owes me something. You yeah. know, it was just him being a good dude. So that to me is always the extras when somebody's nice when they don't have to be. Is they have nothing to gain. It's just because they want to help out. Yeah, dude. And even outside of comedy, I've spoke to a lot of people because I worked in a lot of hotels. They're like, whenever they had Mike yeah, as a client, just who he is. Yeah. they're like, he's just the nicest yeah. dude ever. Everyone yeah. says that. I've yeah. never heard someone say anything bad about Mike. Yeah. Another dude, though, that is very clean and is also the nicest guy is David Pride. Fuck that guy. Me and him have a huge rivalry. Oh, you do? Sword fights. <laughs> that piece of shit, that, that guy. Piece of sh I I'm love taking David. sides already. <laughs> Fuck that guy. But I love David. Yeah. He's been on the podcast a while. Yeah, I love David Pryor. He's amazing. Yeah. And I used to do this thing. It's really dumb. But whenever like, I would like, and I, I shouldn't have even like went there, but whenever I did like guest spots for people or anything I, uh, or something like that, they, whenever like the veteran would come off stage, I would say, hey, you know what your problem is on stage? And just to see their reaction, I'd be like, I'm fucking kidding. Like I have to, <laughs> I shouldn't be doing that. But uh, I I once told David Pride I'm like hey do you know you know what your problem is on stage and he was like yeah what is it man I'm listening I'm like no tell me to fuck <laughs> off like it's nice. not yeah it's so nice he thinks like my input but is he's actually... not a clean comic you know what I figured out about David Pride he's not a clean comic but he's always the smartest guy in the fucking room so and he knows how to write properly yeah and that's how he gets away with smart jokes that are because his jokes are not hacky they're not like uh, no. at all it's just that he's it feels like he's one IQ level higher than everyone else, so he knows how to work that in. Because he'll say stuff that if I would try or if someone else would, it would be it would come off as a bit more dirty. Yeah. But he has that. He's, he's he's a fucking smart guy. He's just a little bit smarter than everyone else in the room, so he knows how to pass that shit through. That's what makes it amazing for comics to watch him. Because like I can't believe he fucking got away. You know? Yeah. He's also like yeah. He's I've he's seen smart. some of his dirty jokes. Yeah. yeah. But also he has that face of a dude. You know, that, that wouldn't he's do likeable, dirty material. He's likable and he's very, very fucking intelligent and he's yeah. a good writer. So all that shit combined, yeah. he fucks you. He, he'll he get away with so much. It's great. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the best yeah. that, uh, that that I've seen. Yeah. He's all, he also told me that I'm the first person that pointed out that I saw him on The Tonight Show. Oh, really? <laughs> he appeared for like five seconds on The Tonight Show. <laughs> he did like a one-liner. And uh, I was like, hey, man, I saw you then tonight. He's like, you're like the first person. <laughs> That's <laughs> like 11 years ago. I didn't even know. Yeah. I, I, yeah, he was on tonight. Right? I didn't even know. Jay they only gave him one thing. Sorry? They only gave him one line? It was like um, they were doing, um, they were at the Just for Last Festival. Okay. And every like comic did one one-liner. So they were like going between comics. And he was one of the comics. 
Yeah. So I don't I don't want to I don't know if I should say the joke. It's on YouTube. But... It's on YouTube. We, yeah. People go watch it. David Pride. Pride yeah. with a Y. I actually seen that joke being used by other comics a lot later on. It was uh he his whole joke was like, did I already do my deja vu joke? And that was it. Like there was uh and then I've seen few other comics on TV do that joke. You know, there's also open micers now that are doing uh, jokes that I used to hear when we first started doing comedy. And I've even heard that someone is doing my joke about uh, my nephews, the iPhone one. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, heard, I was literally thinking about that joke today. I heard really that hearing. someone... So it is funny that some people think... Uh, oh, shit. No, no one's going to remember. I'll get away with this. Yeah. The problem with my jokes is, especially 95% of them, it's all about my life. Yeah. So it's shit that's like, dickhead. Like, I know that I wrote that. Like, it's my yeah. thing. It wasn't a, hey, you, it's it's never, it's very rare that it's observations. Yeah. It's always conversations I had and then I talk about them on stage. Yeah. So when people do that to me, I get a little upset because I'm like, motherfucker, you can't, you can't trick me. It's not a parallel thought type of thing. You, you mentioned, you know, one time someone stole a joke about an injury I spoke about and the fucking idiot used the same injury. The same, it's like, dude, at least change the injury. Yeah. It, you make it seem like it wasn't my joke, you know? Do you confront and, though? Uh, sometimes I do Sometimes I'm like It's not worth it One guy The guy that I'm thinking about now the, About the injury thing I didn't confront Because I don't know why But I actually felt bad I actually felt bad And this guy actually made money Off that joke too uh, oh, yeah. yeah I don't want to say further Because you're going to figure out Who it is But yeah. uh, but I actually For some reason I felt bad Because just his reaction When I see him face to face He seems very like uh, A little shy And a little scared and shit Like I think he knows that I know Huh. And I felt, I go, you know what? I like, I just felt, I go, I'm not using the joke, but I just felt yeah. back. It's like, at least change it. At least make me question myself. Maybe I'm paranoid. Yeah. You know, don't be that overt. Yeah. I've, I've confronted, but not in, a, in like an intense way. At least I try to say, like, give the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, hey, I know, like, you've kind of done shows together before you've seen me do that joke. Maybe it's like parallel. Yeah. Whatever. Not parallel, but you know how sometimes you see something you forgot that that's where you saw it. Yeah, that kinda, happen, it does yeah. happen. So I, I, Bring it up that way. And then one, I remember like this one joke I had, just the premise was about like how vegans are like the Jehovah Witnesses of diets, like they force it on. It's like an old, old bit I was doing. And then this guy started saying the same thing, the same premise. And I, and I told him, he was like, all right, well, maybe if I change like Jehovah Witnesses to evangel evangelicals, whatever, it would be fine. Same I'd joke. be like, no, it's still the same it's exact the same. concept. You know who was good at that, who remembers a lot? You know Jason Hattrick? Yeah. So sometimes I would be at the open mics and I'd be testing shit. And he would know, and he would tell me Seinfeld did something uh, in this year this similar to, and I'm like, oh fuck, okay, that, then I don't want to say that joke. Yeah. Then uh, he he would remember, so he would always be a good barometer. I remember because I remember the Seinfeld one because it was about parachutes. Because I was talking about how I don't get why you wear a helmet. Like if you're gonna fall from the sky, you know you're gonna get the helmet's not gonna save you. You know if yeah. you're skydiving. And he's like, you know what? That's a good joke. However, Seinfeld did almost the exact same thing. And I was like, okay, then I never heard Seinfeld do it, but. If he already did it, then there's no, there's no argument. I won't do it because he's already thought of it, uh, you know. But stuff like that. So he was always good at shit like that. I remember he knew, and he would always uh, he would tell me or he would tell other people. Yeah. Some people they wouldn't care. They would, I don't care. But me, the second he would tell me, because he knew they were professional comics, I'd be like, okay, then I got to think of something different. I don't want to do it if it's been done. But it's like a like a for me that's the only time where it's like a weird like gray zone where I'm like, if someone names a comic or a special that i know 1000 percent i've never seen yeah i've never seen seinfeld I'm like, say or do the joke but i believe J jason you know he was not gonna bullshit yeah me. no no jason wouldn't bullshit you but sometimes there is that like you know some concepts like like for example the whole beef again one mention names but the whole like about natives they were there first oh They're, yeah yeah do you know the beef between two comics yeah, yeah. but it's such a common premise like it's 
it's been done before. So you can you can very easily have thought it independently yeah. and not have it copied. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's how I strongly like it's just some concepts are just like they're easy to go to. It's the way like, I understand that joke though, but I, and I forgot who did it first or whatever, is that the reason why there was a beef and the, what Vlad is referring to is there was two comics that we know here on the scene. Uh one of them is Mike Mayo, <laughs> who um they had done a very similar joke. Uh, and then one's like, hey, you took that for me. No, you took that for me. Now, the question I have is who did it first, right? Yeah. Um, which nobody seems to be able to answer. But the answer is probably someone in like the 50s. Like yeah, it's not easy them. to think yeah, of. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that too. But but if you tell me and I know, like see the Seinfeld thing. I, I, I know who Seinfeld is. I've never seen that joke. But the second he told me, I was like, yeah, because it wasn't a hard premise for me to think of. Yeah. So I assume someone, if not Seinfeld, someone else has thought about it. Yeah. Since you've already seen it, then I won't do it. It was an open mic. I was just just putting yeah. ideas that I had in my head out there, you know? And uh, so I remember I had stopped that, but I, but he's already said that to a comic, I remember in the green room, like a young, who didn't care. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's like, no, no, but a guy is like, yeah, well, you know. And I remember like, wow, that's not how you're supposed to take it. If someone who knows his shit, like, because Hattrick knows his shit, like yeah. he, he watches all the, you should understand that, okay, maybe I should move to another voice. You know, I should think differently. I shouldn't just copy and just change, you know, I shouldn't t- tell a story about policemen and just change them to firemen and think that's yeah, a joke. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I shouldn't do that. No, for sure. Yeah. But in, but they get confrontational. They're yeah. Like, I'm going to fucking do that. It's just that you're not winning. You you lost this argument. The second you're actively taking a joke and just, you know, lifting it and changing the characters. Oh, yeah. You're done. Yeah. You're done. Yeah, for sure. But with that thing, with my with uh, my personal opinion, with uh, Mike and the other comic, they're both wrong. no one stole from anyone. That's yeah. my honest belief is that not not one they didn't steal from me from what i understand they were both at the same mic and let's say mike for example did it and then the week after the other guy did it and that's how the beef started that so one guy saw the other guy do it didn't say anything like hey that's my joke then went and did it yeah and then that's from what i said that's what started the beef it's like wait a second you saw me do it you didn't say I stole your joke. Then you did the joke after me, and then you said that I stole your joke. Are you fucking crazy? And that's how it's. Okay, yeah, I can see that. That's it's just I don't started. see any of them as someone I could like as thieves. I could never imagine either of them. Yeah, no, gang, th- I'm gonna steal that guy's joke. But I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, now. neither yeah. of them. Yeah, neither. But the reason why is that is because one of them saw them do yeah, the joke and yeah. didn't say it the first time. Yeah. So then it's. But you're, you're probably right. Is that it's just such a common thought. It is, man. It is. Yeah. I'm not saying it's like necessarily hack. It's just certain. No, no, certain it, it's like saying, "Dude, um, I talk about the difference between men and women, and you're kind of doing this shit right now." It's, it's like, been done, yeah, dude. it's you're been. You're not the first yeah. person to. Even if you have your own take on it, your twist on it is just the the premise yeah. is too common. It's it's why uh, that's why uh, that's how I explain myself to people on why I try to stick with personal themes like stories of my life as much as I can. Poseidon, Mike, just shit that we do and talk yeah. on stage, in an effort to give someone a reason to want to come to my show. Yeah. So, because, you know, if it was Pantel's hot take on this, it's like, yeah, well, he might have a bit of a different hot take, but everyone has a fucking hot take. Yeah. You know, on, like you said, difference between men and women, or what's the deal with pineapple pizza? Like, you're not giving me anything really that, and you give me your your voice, but it's something I feel like I've already seen. You know, it's like a movie, it's like, kind of yeah. like a remake or a reboot, whatever yeah. the difference is. So, that that's how I that, that's how I take. That's why I try to talk about more of my stuff. Speaking yeah, of, I've been trying to do that too, actually, too. You know, just be you. You yeah. have a lot of shit to talk about, dude. So, your your life is is, um, is interesting, to <laughs> say the least. Now, the, some stuff I didn't know. So, when you went to the Ukraine this year, because you are originally Ukrainian, you're yeah. Ukrainian, Vlad. Yeah. Which um, I already knew that, but I did not know that you had not been back to the Ukraine in so many years. Yeah. You hadn't seen your family. Yeah. 
Like 16 that, years. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. You were here flying solo. Yeah, well, no, my grandma lives here. I was, like, raised by my Still grandma. Still flying solo, bro. Yeah. What's the grandma going to do? Yeah. What if you get into a fist fight with a bunch of Montreal street gangs? What is she is she going to help? <laughs> she would back me up, man. <laughs> Soviet grandmas are so tough, you, man. So, and you hate the Soviet Union, which Not is really. perfect, because me, me and you, bro, we hate the Soviets, so that's Thanks, good. Man. But uh, I don't mind the, the Russians, but I don't like the Soviet Union. Same here, dude. Honestly, yeah. people uh, mistake that, because I also, like, post a lot of things, like, their political things. Not on Facebook. I just don't like much. communism. Yeah. I think it's done so much damage. And I and you have a same perspective. You have a better perspective than me because you understand. You kind of lived what I tell people. So these students that you see wearing these shirts, these comments, oh, it drives me crazy. The sickle and it, I'm like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, stupid. The reason why you're allowed to wear that shirt and do what you're doing is because we don't live in that type of state. Yeah, dude, I've seen a guy with like an Apple laptop saying down with a sticker that says "Down with Capitalism." It's fucking like, you know how insane. Insane that is. It's it's fucking crazy, and they don't know, and they live in this bubble where they think, yeah, you're right, man, you're a freedom fighter. What are you talking? That's the opposite of freedom, oh, dude. That's yeah, it's just, and I've had like, because this, uh, you know, I speak to my grandma, and like the story she says, like she had family members they were killed, starved to death, and those people see like they literally <laughs> the people with the communist hats. I feel like they learned about communism through like communist pamphlets from like the 60s <laughs> like it's like, great everybody wins it drives me crazy it's like yeah we kind of all just like share stuff that's and not like how, that's not what it's it is not what happens that's man not. it's not what happens at all it's so illogical to think that that could ever like we already know how humans are now if there's limited spots on the bus people yeah. will go fucking crazy they're not going to share okay yeah, yeah so yeah. imagine in society you think that's a normal society if someone tells you uh, a doctor is going to make the same as the guy who just hangs out at home. Exactly. This is not going to go off the rails. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Just that concept alone. And just like in terms of like even like innovation is like, hey, do you want to work like 80 hours a week developing some new technology, <laughs> but you're going to get nothing for it? Yeah. Or do you want to just make this shitty phone out of plastic like everyone else? And go home. And just go home and, and just live the same life. You're going to make the exact same. Yeah, you're, you're going to have the exact the same. same lifestyle. It's like, yeah, give me the shitty plastic phone. Yeah. yeah. It's so fucking, the people who, it's crazy because America, people talk so much shit about the US around the world yeah. and they don't realize that the best it's ever been is what America is right now. Like the freedoms that you have and what you can do in America. Yeah. And that's why we all copy it. Yeah. That's why we copy American culture everywhere. But nobody wants to admit that because again, it's so crazy. With the Soviet Union, they'll look at the myth behind it and students will be like, this is great. It sounds amazing, but they won't look at the reality. And with the states, what they'll look at is the military-industrial complex, but they won't look at the reality people live. Yeah. So the, it's it's funny where you pick and choose what you wanna you know what you wanna believe in and what you wanna follow. For sure. Yeah. And it's just um, what was I gonna say about that? Even like the whole like um, what was it? AOC there? Like she was saying. Cortez. Yeah, Cortez. Yeah. <laughs> she was uh, she was she had this video about like billionaires and how they're they um they don't make money; they take money. And how they're just sitting on the couch while everyone else is just working their ass Doesn't off. Doesn't make any sense. There, there is some people like it's crazy that you have like a hundred and fifty billion dollars and you don't pay taxes. Like yeah. this, there's like bad sides to it, obviously. And even then, like that's what people say is like uh, I don't remember the quote, but someone said like uh, capitalism is like the worst system except every other system we've tried. <laughs> like it's just like it's that's the best we can do right now. Communism is definitely not gonna answer the problems that we have now but also if the taxes are being this is the other thing i say if they're being avoided legally 
So right now, let, let's say they make a rule. If you have 100, you you have to pay this many taxes unless you have $150 and you wear a red hat. And the guy's like, all right, he buys a red hat and he avoids taxes. That guy's not a bad guy. You're a fucking idiot for putting that in the system. Yeah. So when they use the law to avoid, I, I, I don't mind that. It's the, the scumbags that were hiding. They did it here. Remember the Panama Papers? The Panama thing, yeah. That kind of shit I don't like. That's dirty, but they don't want to talk about it because normally politicians' friends. Yeah. But a lot of times they'll fuck. They'll be like, Amazon doesn't pay taxes. That's not actually true because on every, um, every employee's salary, the company also pays taxes. So what you're saying is after it's all after all the taxes they've already paid and all the jobs they've created, they don't pay the because they, they found ways to do a loophole over the profit margins at the end. But that's not zero tax. Yeah. That's just they're using the law to their advantage like everybody else does. Right. Why would you pay more taxes? You can pay less. But you're negating the fact that they created jobs. They paid everyone a salary. They pay taxes on those fucking salaries. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about that. You're just talking about what's convenient, about how they, they have the best fucking lawyers and the best fucking accountants. Yeah. So if legally you can avoid it, of course they're going to avoid it. Just change the laws if, if that's your problem. Yeah. But they're not doing anything illegal. Yeah. No, I get it. And even like I was going to say, like I work uh, uh, for the like this really, really like high end condos and shit. Yeah. And uh, I have the chance to be around at least five or six billionaires that I see almost daily. And first of all, nicest dudes, uh, you know, I, out of yeah. all of them, they're like the nicest dudes I work for. And two, like one of the guys I heard, I don't know if it's true. He flies over a million miles a year. I believe that. Like, I, I he spends that, more yeah. time in the air. The dude is working, like, way more than 40 hours. Yeah. So to say that they're just sitting on the couch and watching the money roll in is, is complete bullshit. Of course. But that's... Um, people who don't want to work will often think that. I, I Here, in this, in this scene, when I first... You see how many podcasts I do, stand-up, I got to fly, I write, I do yeah. all kinds of shit. People were often saying, how lucky is this guy, bro? He's doing a podcast with Mike, just hanging out, doing... Yeah. Uh, what do you... Do you? I work way more than 40 hours a week on what I'm doing. I'm always working. I'm always... I'm either writing, I'm doing podcasts, I'm editing. There's always something happening. You don't fucking see it. So they, And I'm not a billionaire. Yeah. And you assume that I'm not fucking... Are you crazy if I work this much? Yeah. Imagine what kind of hours the billionaire needs to fucking put in. Yeah, every time people complain about shit like that, I go like, okay, then do that then. Yeah, if it's that easy, do yeah, it. Yeah, just do yeah. it. And yeah. the reason is you can't. Yeah. either well, Even if you put in the time, like, first of all, you need the talent. And second of all, like, put in those hours and then see if it's better than what you're doing now with your, like, nine to five. Yeah. Like, and you can't put the hours in retroactively. Yeah. So it's not like you can be like, well, uh, those are going to count. No, no, you got to start from nothing right now. You're fucking 42. Uh, all you've been doing is bitching about billionaires your whole life. Yeah. Just do it. Just work. Just, if it's that easy, Sammy used to do that apparently. When he first, Sugar Sammy, when he started booking his own shows and selling out, the people were jealous, getting yeah. mad. Uh, oh, what the fuck? And uh, people were like, okay, so just do it. Because they're like, all he does is he promotes very hard and he gets people to come out. So yes, like, and promote. Okay, so promote. You do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you, you don't have that skill set is what you're saying. He does. Yeah. That's why he's fucking successful. He's putting in the elbow grease. He's working countless hours to get people to come out to his shows. You're not willing to do that. So how is that his problem? Yeah. So way, shit like that. Yeah. The way you even describe it always like for comedy, like you, you so need the knowledge in terms of marketing, or at least you need to work with someone who has that knowledge who, who will do it for you. Yeah. But it's like, let's say your material is like a, is like a car. Like is he a car salesman? Salesman. Like if you have a really, really nice car, but you're a horrible salesperson, it's just going to fucking sit there, right? 
But if you have like a mediocre, shitty car and you're an amazing salesperson, you're going to sell that car. Yeah. And the exceptional ones, the comics, are that those that have a great car and, and they're great at selling. Yeah. But both of those things are like important. Like, you, what, do you, what do you go? Yeah, he's just a great fucking salesman. Yeah. yeah, he is. That's why he's killing it right now. Yeah, that's what you're saying is not an insult. It's yeah. Just, that's the skill that's set he the has. That's the skill to set that he has. Yeah. That's why it's kind of like even when I, uh, uh, go on YouTube like I said like the people who just vlog about their day I'm like uh, I don't go like these people um, don't deserve where they got it's just, it just feels shitty because the subject matter is, is really garbage, garbage but they're great at selling themselves yeah I'm like I, built, yeah. I'm trying to do what you're doing and I can't so I guess like there's skill in that like yeah. Get your money, like earn that money. Like it's, I'm not gonna hate on that. I just go like, fuck, like they're talking about literally nothing. But I try to be like objective about it. I'm like, hey, just if it was that easy, I should do it. But because I, I see stuff that people don't like, I got a buddy of mine who's um, he's he's successful. He, he's in he's in virtual reality, and he's uh, he's a businessman. He's an entrepreneur. And I've been meaning talking about this, and I think I'm gonna send him a message because lately he keeps posting a lot about Bernie Sanders. And he's like, how Bernie's amazing. He's like, it's not fair that these corporations aren't paying these taxes. And it's like, yeah, they're not, you're a corporation too. They're not doing anything that you're not doing. Like all the grants, because he gets grants too from the government. To do, they're doing the same shit you're doing just on a grander scale. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? They're not, they're not stealing it. And also Bernie Sanders never worked a real job in his life. He's a millionaire, but he's only worked as a servant for the state. So he's made millions of dollars, basically just sitting back, actually sitting back, not actually working, getting money off people. He's yeah. worked for like he never had real he never contributed to society, never created anything. Whereas these people are creating businesses or creating jobs. So how the fuck is he your god, right? The guy yeah. who's done shit all and you're an entrepreneur. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. He's the opposite, he's the antithesis of you. He doesn't want to create, he wants to take. Yeah. Right? That's why he always goes on those commercials, like, I'm here uh to ask you <laughs> to, for your money again. What did he say? <laughs> to to contribute to my campaign again. Yeah. You're a millionaire. You're asking people that make fucking twenty thousand dollars a year. To contribute to your campaign. You know how crazy that is? But also, like, how much money do you need to stand out in American politics? Like, the whole, like, super PAC thing. A like, lot. the amount of money you need is just insane. Yeah. That's another problem with politics there. So, th there, there are things that need to be fixed, but it's not the things that are being brought to the forefront. Yeah. Do you, do you, like, same thing with the gun control thing, right? The reason why everybody keeps talking about how many bullets are in the chamber, which is not... Do you know what the real fucking problem is? People used to go to schools with guns. They used to have shooting they used to teach people how to use guns in school and there was yeah. no shootings people need to talk about what the fuck changed what the fuck changed society where people care nothing about another person's life students get yeah. so depressed they're on these why were they giving these antidepressants what are we giving these kids right that leads them to it but nobody wants to talk about that because pharmaceutical companies fucking what are they trillion dollar companies these guys make fucking money yeah there's too much enrolled in so they focus on you know what uh this magazine is too you think the extra fucking five bullets is what's going to make a guy decide I'm going to go kill people. If he wants to fucking kill people, he's going to kill people. Yeah. What we need to talk about is why the fuck are more people now deciding, I don't give a fuck, I'll kill all these people, and they weren't doing that 30 years ago. What changed? Yeah. That's what you should address, right? What the fuck's going on, guys? As a society, this is the best it's ever been, and yet we're also the most depressed. What's yeah. happening? Let's discuss this, but nobody wants to bring that shit up. No, yeah. they just... You know, but I think the problem also is like people want to reduce it to one thing. Like there's a lot of layers, and but it's usually the one, one thing. thing is the side you take. Yeah, like if you're a Democrat, your one solution to that problem is going to be this. If you're a Republican, your one solution to that is going to be this, and it's just it's it's never that, that simple. That's well, it, that's why there's never really any. I think any solution to anything is just it keeps going from left to right, yeah. where the solution is somewhere in the middle. That's why I've never like I never got like even the whole like for example the super PAC problem, yeah. right? Like Trump said. 
I believe it was part of his campaign. He said, I'm going to stop the whole yeah. super PAC shit. Yeah, he's going to drain the swamp, bro. And then he got Roger Stone. He hired him, who created super PACs, I believe. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. So it's shit like that. It's just like... Uh, we're the solution to every problem. Then they, they get their, uh, you know, authority. They do whatever the fuck they need to do. Then the, then it's Democrats trying to be like, look at these fucking Republicans, yeah. what they're doing. Wait till we get in power. And then they, they do, do the, the same exact same shit. shit that's been happening for like yeah. decades on end. And it's like, yeah. that's why there's never like a real solution. Well, there's a lot of people brought up. I think Rogan said the same thing. And I agree with him 100%. Uh, this type of system, which I think it's the best, the, that constitutional republic, does not work when it's, such a vast country with almost 400 million people yeah it's too much it's too because they're all different right every state is different you can't have one emperor in the middle because it won't work people disagree on shit yeah it needs to be broken down more you know look at china there's a billion there's over a billion fucking people right yeah you know how much underground shit goes on there there's their, their own subcultures i found this from from uh uh what's his name james oakley who does comedy here yeah. a british guy he was telling me about how it's a whole nother word. Mike told me the same thing when they went there. Clubs and where you're going to get your permits and this, that. It creates... Because even though it's a communist regime, the government is too... No matter how big the government is, there's too many fucking people. Yeah. Right? So what's the guy who lives eight hours away by plane? What the fuck's he going to know about your town? And yeah, to yeah, do yeah. To you? In, it's too much. You can't govern all that. And then it creates all this fucking... And then somebody on the other side of the country, like let's say right now in Los Angeles, they're deciding, you know what? I don't like what the fuck's going on in, I don't know, fucking uh, in Wisconsin or New Hampshire. Who? But you don't live there. You don't know what's yeah. going on in New Hampshire. You can't handle this problem. You shouldn't have a say in it. Yeah. You should give them more resources to take care of their fucking issues. You know, you're voting on shit that doesn't concern you. It's crazy. It's too big. Honestly, I'm a little surprised at how little demonstrations and just tension. Like protests? Yeah, in the U.S. Because there's there's some states that are so, I mean, so... Um, opposed to one another in terms of their views. Yeah. Like compare California to like Texas. Like yeah. those are like comp those could be two separate countries. And the fact that they have oh, one. No, they, uh, Texas could be its own country. Yeah, self sufficient. There was a whole ca California would explode, dude. California is so fucking mismanaged. Yeah. It's but they beautiful. had their what was it? Calaxit, some shit like that. They tried to like spin off the, the California. The, yeah, they tried but to. California like, would be fucked right now because the way it's mismanaged. Texas, on the other hand, yeah. has fucking oil. Texas, Texas, Texas could be its own fucking. Yeah, they got huge. the guns, the oil, patriotism. But I, I go to Texas a lot actually. Texas is fucking. It's well built. It's well made. It's nice. It's not what you think. It's not the hick place that you see on TV. What they make it seem like. Yeah. Not at all. And even like, let's say you go to Austin. Austin's a fucking artist town. Oh, yeah? yeah, man. Universities. It, it's not what they make it seem like on TV. Just like uh, California, Los Angeles is not all fucking uh, blue haired people that identify as 56 different genders that hate uh, straight people. Yeah, that's not the real. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they, what they take is the extremist and they make you think that's that's how also fights start with people. That's what that's how racism. You take an extremist. Yeah. And you make it seem like that's the entire population of that. Yeah. And then people are like, yo, fuck those people. Oh, dude. When I was in Ukraine, like there was especially with like the propaganda from Russia. As oh, what though, was like, happening? Oh, my God. Dude. So um, first of all, uh, they make it seem as though Ukrainians are like pro-fascists, which is insane because during the Soviet Union, uh, more Ukrainian soldiers fought against the nazis than all the other soviet countries combined except russia there's like 4.5 yeah. million 
people fought against the Nazis. And there was this one dude, uh, his name was Stepan Bandera, who was like this ultra nationalist. And um, I'm getting sidetracked a little bit, but just for the I like context, this. I like this. yeah, just for the context of why they're calling them fascists. So there was this one guy named Stepan Bandera, who was like an ultra nationalist. Stepan Bandero. Bandera. Yeah. Bandera. Yeah. So he's like an ultra nationalist. And uh, the context is like, so the war broke out with the Soviet Union in 41. In 35, I think, or 36, there was Holodomor, which is when um, Stalin decided that uh, everyone's land, farming land, is now belongs to the state. Uh, so if you take from your own land, uh, you're stealing from the Soviet Union. So they would confiscate everyone's food. Non-stop. Communism is amazing. Yeah, it's fucking great, kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they would keep confiscating people. They gave like an insane quota. They said, whatever you go past that quota, you can keep for yourself. But the quota was like ridiculously impossible to reach. Yeah. So right. they would take everyone's food while they're starving. They would sell it to Europe. They would like oh give it to the God. cities. So uh, in the span of like three years, I think like up to six, seven million people starved to death in Ukraine. And then, uh, I don't know if it was during that time, but that's how my grandma's father died. He died of hunger. Fuck, so, bro. Yeah. So, like, maybe, like, six years later, the war breaks out with, um, uh, with, uh, with the Nazis there. And there was this guy, Stepan Bandera, who was, like, in the western Ukraine. He had an army of 200,000 people. And he was, like, to me, because I know a lot about him, he's, like, a dickhead. Like, he's, like, not a good, as though they're, like, really nice nationalists out there. But he was, like, a dickhead. Like, he committed a genocide against the Polish people. He killed 40,000. Oh, he raided a village. Yeah, yeah, he was not a good dude. It's not really a nationalist because he's going out killing other people. He doesn't really, it's not that he's so pro-Ukraine. He's more fuck everyone else. No, no, no. He was, like, they were, like, he's, like, this is supposed to be Ukrainian territory. There are these Polish people there. Ah, we're going to okay, get rid okay. of them. Okay, that's fucked up, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really fucked up. And he was like anti-Semitic. And uh, so he had this army of 200,000 people versus 4.5 million who are fighting against people like him. Uh, so he tried to join the Nazis to gain, for what? Ukraine to gain independence. He was like, well, we were just starved. Like we've been treating like shit by Russia. We're just going to ally ourselves to gain independence from the Soviet Union. And then Hitler just started killing them too. And he went against Hitler. And then he was hiding. He he is he was in like a concentration camp. He got out. And then he was hiding in the woods with his people and was committing uh, like terrorist attacks against Soviet servicemen afterwards, after the war. They, they had like this hideout for like years and Jesus. he was executed by the Soviet Union. So like a really like... This guy doesn't know what side he's on. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he his statement was, "I'm anyone that is against Ukrainian independence, I'm against them." Like that was his okay. whole thing. But the a lot of Ukrainians that follow him, like I tell them, like, did you know he killed forty thousand Polish people? They're like, "No, like, where, where's that coming from?" Because the Ukrainian side obviously is going to suppress uh, what he did while trying to represent Ukraine, even though he didn't really represent. There were like four point point five million people fighting against people like God him. Damn. So uh, just like in Russia, they refer him to Stalin with this nostalgia as though he was a good dude. I hear it all the time because I watch Russian news. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like he killed like tens of millions of people. Yeah, like, he, he was killed not a good dude. everyone. Yeah, literally yeah. everyone. Um, so there it's, you know, whenever it's like the person gets associated with your country, you want to downplay him. So a lot of Ukrainians don't know about him. And they know about him, but they don't know what he was doing, you know, while he tried to get in power. But anyway, so uh, because of that, now they're saying uh, the last president was uh, uh, fascist. Now it's controlled by fascist Ukraine. Uh, the streets are overtaken by these ultra nationalists. And they show, because you mentioned like the 
minority they show the 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 marches of people with flags of stepan yeah. bandera and they go look at how insane ukrainians are and, and all this shit and even read somewhere that like a good part of russians they're scared to go to ukraine because they think it's like this military oh, crazy wow. place so when i was in ukraine so i'm from the south and the south and east we, they mo- mostly speak russian and they have more uh closer relationship with russia uh, and then the north, center, and west, they pretty much only speak Ukrainian, don't really speak Russian, and they're really more like European and not, and not, uh, they don't lean towards Russia as much. So when I was in Odessa, like, that's my city in the south, my mom was like, yeah, be careful, it's really tense right now. I had this hat with like my, with a Ukrainian insignia on it, she's like, be careful. But then I was just like, fuck it. I just was wearing the hat all the time. Not, you're in not, the Ukraine. Who the yeah, fuck's yeah. going to bother you in the, with a Ukrainian well, cause, hat? Well, because the, the way the media presents it as though they're like these, it's like half and half, That's which crazy. is complete nonsense. If you read the... the, the Why, but to me, it doesn't even make sense. Why would the Ukraine be half pro-Ukraine and half not Ukraine. It doesn't make any sense. Like- well, a lot of people in in the, especially in the East, think that like Putin is their savior, and he's the Ukraine has become like this weird fascist state, and like they buy into the propaganda. But the reality is, for example, when I went to Lviv, is a major city that only speaks Ukrainian, and that's where they say that's where the neo Nazis are. Like that's where they hang out. This is like their their center point. And I was uncomfortable because I'm more comfortable speaking Russian than Ukrainian. So I was like, oh, man, if I speak Russian, like they're going to kick my nothing, nothing yeah, at all. No one gave a shit. Then I went to the completely the east of Ukraine. And that's like you drive half an hour east and you're in Russia. Like it's right. It's a major city right next to Russia. It's called Kharkiv. Uh, and uh, then my mom was like, yo, really be careful these guys are like ultra pro-Russian. They're going to like kick your ass if whatever. And then I came there on flag day, national flag day, Ukrainian flags everywhere. There was like a pro-Ukrainian march. And even like there, there's this thing where Ukrainians say like um, uh, Slava Ukraini, which means glory to Ukraine. Okay. And then you're supposed to answer and glory to the heroes, whatever. It's like this chant. Yeah. So they were chanting that. Like, glory to Ukraine, uh, like, uh, glory to the heroes. And there's one guy who got too riled up. He got too pumped. He was like, and death to our enemies. (laughs) And then the whole place went silent like it was like thousands of people outside and they just started laughing at that dude like because they're not like they're not like they don't want to kill violent. rations they don't want to they just want to be happy with themselves yeah they want to yeah. be happy they just want to like be sta- you know have a stable life and everything like there is definitely a lot of like uh bad feeling towards russia but i think a lot of people a lot more than uh, the media presents uh people just really hate what the Russian government are doing is doing and yeah. the propaganda and the, the the war that is still happening right now. Uh, so is there still a war happening yeah, right now? Yeah, yeah, every day people like I get the uh, notifications from news. It's like two soldiers died, one soldier For died. What I don't understand. What does Russia want right now? Okay, oh, this really is gonna get really complicated. Um, so in the east, uh, the whole Donbass region, yeah. um. How it started, so it started with Crimea. Yeah, that yeah. I know. It started with Crimea in 2014, and it was totally peaceful there. It was calm. It got raided by Russian uh, men. Why? Because, okay, the real reason, and, and even I wrote a, uh, I read a book uh, years prior before like they annexed Crimea, and the book it said, very likely, they're going to annex Crimea in the next few years. Really? And then I, I saw it, and I was like, holy shit, they were right. So 
when Russia was invading Georgia, uh, I forget what year it was. I think it was 2008. It was during the Olympics in China, I remember. Yeah? Yeah. I think it was like 2008. Could it be? Something like that. Anyway, Russia uh, had uh, like a military base in uh, Crimea and they're paid for it. And the contract was going to expire for it like a few years after 2014. Okay. So they were paying for their military uh, base there, paying to Ukrainians. And when they were invading Georgia, Ukraine was against the invasion of Georgia. So they a sovereign state. Yeah. So yeah. they said, like, uh, basically, uh, pack your shit because when the con the contract expires, you're not gonna have a military base there anymore. Oh. That's pretty much how it how it because they didn't want to give Russia access to to to, yeah, to attack Georgia to that area using Crimea. So they were like, by the time it, the contract expires, they're going to try to annex it. And that's exactly what, wow. what happened. And then because they had Crimea is uh, like an island and the only connection by land is, it's not an island, but like the only small connection is uh, with Ukraine. The, you know, like Crimea, yeah. the north is a bit connected to Ukraine. That's why they built a bridge because they have no other access. They try to get the whole land on the southern and eastern side. To connect to Crimea, like they call it, like the the land corridor there, and uh, if they did that, they would also have full control of the Sea of Azov. So then the whole sea would be theirs because it's completely surrounded by Russia. Jesus. So in 2014, there were a lot of like traders on the Ukrainian side. So it happened really smoothly. They took over oh, all, wow. all the all the buildings. Uh, they shut down all Ukrainian television. They rushed this referendum. Their videos came out where they throw out pro-Ukrainian votes. It would just happen like perfectly, smoothly. Uh, but then, then they tried to take over the East. But by that time, uh, Ukraine woke up. Woke up. They're already like, oh, and and that's the difficult part of for Ukraine right now too, is which Russia uh, the, the media uses a lot is that the reason Ukrainian didn't lose Ukrainians didn't lose the East. Uh, big reason is because there are these pro. Uh, like na- nationalistic Ukrainian military groups, they were like, they're invading our land and they started defending and they gave the momentum for the Ukrainian army to come oh, in. That's nice. how I understand. And then defend that land. And they, they kind of bugged down because they wanted a quick, quick like swoop. You know, we're going to take the East, done deal. Fuck. And then even a difficult one also, like there's this oligarch, ultra billionaire. He had his own private army and he stole billions from Ukraine, but he also used his army to defend his interest in the East. And his army also defended the East of Ukraine. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So it's like very, very complicated right now, but it kind of bugged down in the East. So they have nowhere to go. They're trying to like uh, have like de-escalation zones. The ceasefires keep getting violated. So how do you feel about Putin? Not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. I listen. I get his pro-Russian Agenda, interests, yeah. Uh, but even then, I don't. It, not really, because he had to know the repercussions of the land grabbing. And the way I see it is because in the first ten years, he's been in power for twenty years. In the first ten years, he really uh, built the Russian economy. Like he really solidified the country. Because yeah. after the Soviet Union collapsed, it was a free for all. Yeah, they were fucked. Yeah. Yeah, he brought the country together. But after that, it kind of stagnated. So then if you want to stay in power, you need like an ideological reason for the people to want to support you. And that's where you create your enemies. That's where you need the land grabbing. You need a, because if things are uh, stagnated and they're the same for 10 years, they're going to go like, well, let's get this fucking Putin guy out. Let's try something else. Yeah, let's try something else. So he keeps creating reasons for uh, Russian people to support him. And I feel like that's a big part in land grabbing. Um, 
on top of like the geopolitical geopolitical reasons because there is like the the eu is trying to pull ukraine yeah on their side even though they would never want them to join they want uh, them to be dependent i'm on still that. pissed that greece joined especially the economic union that fucked us for so long yeah yeah, yeah. we're only coming out of it slowly now mm-hmm. so they tried to like they, that was the whole the way the my whole maidan started is they were like we want you to be dependent on the european union even though you're not going to be part of it. Yeah. And then Russia wanted them to be a part of the economic bloc. And the president said, we're going to join the European Union at the time, which wasn't, was a total lie. Like it was, <laughs> no one even offered it. And then he just like, he was just like, ah, never mind. I'm going with Russia. And then that's how like Maidan Fuck. started. And he just fucked off on a helicopter. Um, I remember you guys had that president that they threw acid on his face, like the Ukraine mafia. Yeah. So who, who threw he acid on his face? He was a candidate. Uh, I forgot his name. Uh, Yanukovych. I remember I that guy. Remember. I remember his face. I, I'm like, getting mixed up with the last president like that escaped with the helicopter. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so yeah, he fucked. And that's another thing that's my, I have a friend that works uh, for the Canadian uh, government there. And uh, she's, she's been reading a lot of like the papers because she, she focused on Russian relations with like uh, the European Union okay. and Ukraine. And uh, the president, while he had no control because he fucked off on a helicopter, asked Putin to send troops to save Ukraine. And 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 Putin uses that as his defense. Like, the president asked me to send troops to, to Ukraine. To save Ukraine? To, How? Like, from save, what? Like, save them God from what? After they were fighting the Russians. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 so that, that was the whole... Dip. Anyway, so... That's fucked. Yeah. So anyway, so that's the whole thing about, like, the the the, the East. And now is the, the, the tension of, like... Even it got to a point where, like... Uh, the people in the East had so many people that were killed because of the war and people in the West had so many of their soldiers killed in the war that there's like... Tension. I would be I would be surprised if that region stays with Ukraine, to be honest, at this point, because really? it's, ju- it's just been years. And the last president, uh, he had he left with an approval rating of like 7%. He, uh, he was profiting off the war. Instead of trying to like help solve the situation, it was just really like a piece of shit. He was profiting off the war. Fuck. Now this one is really trying to like end the conflict, but there's so much bad blood and it's gotten so complicated that... We'll see. And nobody talks about Georgia. What happened to them? Don't they deserve to be a sovereign state? Yeah. <laughs> well, they are. They just took like piece of uh, the northern territory. That's cool. And that's another reason people saying that uh, the reason Russia needs to maintain a war in Ukraine and they need to have like this quasi-independent region in Georgia to keep the country like you're not sure about what their sovereignty is, like in terms of what the whole land is and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like that is because while there is a conflict or there's issues like that, uh, you don't get accepted in the European Union. You don't. You can't be part of NATO if there's a conflict within your country. So they're trying to maintain. So these they're trying to block these countries from becoming part of either NATO or the EU. Because it started with Georgia wanting to be part of uh, NATO, I believe, and that's what happened. And then Ukraine. But I don't know why they're because what I found out what what I could see uh, NATO means nothing. Because NATO countries are not supposed to fight. They're supposed to help each other, all that, right? Yeah. Turkey is a member of NATO. So is Greece. Yeah. Turkey's been fucking around with Greece for the longest time right now. And nobody does anything. The only person right now this week that sent any type of help was uh, France. Macron sent a warship to the Aegean and said to uh, to assist Greece with uh, any tensions with Turkey. Just to show Turkey, if you guys try to fuck around militarily, yeah. France is here too. But, you know, it's France, so they might just give up like this. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know if that's yeah. a useful, you know, it might just be, they might have sent a boat over with a bunch of guys with white flags. We don't yeah, know what yeah. they sent over. But it's just like, you'd think that in NATO, the other country would be like, hey, Turkey, calm the fuck down. 
you know, yeah. but nobody does anything. I, I think like those, like, like the accords that, that people have, like they, they mean nothing. Anymore. They're like, they're like fucking fake pronouns. They, yeah. They're meaningless. Yeah. Cause even Ukraine, like they, they, we used to be like, I, th- I believe we were the third largest nuclear uh, state in terms of having like new, the number of nuclear weapons we had. Yeah. And the reason Ukraine, the accord that made them give up the weapons is Ukrainian territorial sovereignty. So they signed it with a bunch of European nations, with Russia. We keep our territory, we get rid of the nuclear weapons. And that's what happened. Like we now we're missing a chunk. Like they're trying to take the east and it means nothing. Like it's, they put sanctions, but there's not gonna be an actual defense. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It's like yeah. a fucking gate. It's just to keep the dumbest of the dumb at bay. Yeah. Thinking like, all right, things are taken care of. All of it is that's why sometimes I'm not saying that what Putin's doing good, but you need a, a leader in a country that is that kind of a savvy person, but also only gives a fuck about his country. It's the only way your country can move forward. It's, but that, it's, it's what you need. But my question is, how much does he give a fuck about his country? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, where his his agenda is a little different is the fact that he profiteers off all kinds of shit right now. That's the problem. So it's not about making the country better. Uh, it's about him making money and in, in, in control, having that dominance in the region, yeah. which you're 100% right about that. What I mean is that as a leader, you want a nationalist, someone who cares about the nation, but you don't want a nationalist that hates other you know what i mean like cares about it but hates other people you don't need that 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 causes wars you need someone who's like look we got to figure out the fuck's going on here uh do we need to pay people more maybe fucking uh lower taxes on the middle class that you need someone who's that kind of nationalist yeah but he, he's cares not about doing the country. That. no no he's not because that kind of nationalist i'm talking about yeah never exists in politics you know why because those people never go into politics yeah those people are too busy fucking actually doing shit you know community movement shit, and they're always smaller scale the people that get involved in politics are these egomaniacs these fu- these cocksuckers yeah, yeah, yeah. basically yeah, for so sure. the problem is that the nationalists that go on the grand scale yeah are fucking cocksuckers these are not nationalists they don't care about the nation they're, they care about themselves they people are like he's a national he cares so much about the country he's killing people no, no the reason why he's killing people is because he's making money off the war it's because he's not a nationalist no no person would put if you're an if you care about your nation if you're a nationalist you would not put your young kids in a war to die yeah. so that your buddies could make money. It wouldn't happen because you care about the nation. But they don't really care about the nation. Yeah. They call but, people na- they don't give a shit. But I think nationalists also part of it is like hating other nations, isn't it? Like part of nationalists? No, that's what they make like it patriot. seem now. That's what they make it seem now. But it's it's supposed to be a patriot that cares about his, his country. But now it's used as a kind of like a all-encompassing word yeah. for someone who hates everyone else, like a xenophobe. Yeah. It's used kind of for xenophobia. Yeah. But now we're just fucking around with words because a nationalist is supposed to mean you care about your nation. Yeah, you yeah. could care about your nation and like I care about Canada. Yeah. I don't want to kill other countries. Yeah. I care about Greece. I care about the States. I love these countries, but I, I want them all to do well. I want fucking the Ukraine to do well. Yeah. But because I want the Ukraine to do well doesn't mean that I want to kill Polish people. Do, do you yeah. know what I mean? Well, or even Russians. then, like, even, yeah, like, even with the whole conflict now, like, I, like, if I run into a Russian person, I'm like, ah, go fuck. Like, I, to me, a person is a person. Yeah, he doesn't, people, he didn't make the choice. Yeah, he didn't, like, you know, That's take like me. Crimea. Like, he doesn't, like, own a beach house there because you know because they took it like he just he, he has no part of it it's and like a me lot punching of, a turkish guy in the face he's like what are you doing yeah. oh, but i saw what the fuck erdogan's doing in the aegean he's like bro i live here yeah <laughs> I, had, I didn't make any decision why'd you put it would be so stupid yeah right. yeah and i would love to go to even like russia if i could but i just can't like this one for me like after like Crimea, like unless there's like a huge change in the terms of like how they uh show ukrainians in terms of like the in the media and everything and in terms of like what they're doing actually with, with the war and all the, all this shit like if that were to stop i would consider but i would love to go like st petersburg and like i'd love to see stuff. that stuff but i talk a lot of shit about communist russia and communism in general yeah. 
So I feel like it might not be the best place. Kind of like Saudi Arabia. I've talked a lot of shit about Saudi Arabia. Wouldn't be the safest place for me to go. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even even Russia, I don't think they're like, the older generations are like pro-communism. But just Because the f- they're like nostalgic about, because they lived in the good parts of, yeah. of during communism. Really. Isn't that funny that the people who mostly have, it's the, the elites that were fucking over everyone below them. And they're like, communism is great. Yeah. You well, can- some people, it's not even elites. Some people just lived in cities. They were getting a lot of support from uh, the government. From the government. And they had a f- decent, normal life. They didn't inspire to like make the next iPhone or some shit that was like way far off. Far off but they didn't, they didn't try to do anything. They're like, I had a good job. I had food on the table. It was fine. But if you go to like the... You know, like all the countries like more towards West, like when, when they owned like piece of Poland, all the, like the, the Baltic countries, everything like they had it shitty. Like there was they were slaves. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. horrendous. So you can't. That's why like that's why even if I see honestly a guy like an older guy with a Soviet Union ad, it annoys me. But I'm like, this is this was your life. Yeah, like, this was that's what you knew. Yeah, I can't I can't fuck with that. But when I see some fucking. Uh, young dude like clearly quebecois with a fucking soviet union thing i just want to slap it out of his head man like i I get so mad none of what you do or use would be possible if you lived there that's what i try to tell people that that's what used to piss me off in university a lot when they were like very pro-communist yeah they'd be like i don't think you know what that word means because we wouldn't be able to say what we're saying now we can't like even stand up yeah just i could say whatever i want on stage talk about the government I, i make fun of trudeau yeah I'm lucky, lucky. I mean, to live in North America, we can do that. Yeah. I mean, how dumb are you if you're using your MacBook to go on Facebook to post about how great communism is? And how shitty capitalism yeah. is. And you're doing everything that capitalism has allowed you to do. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. But it's this conflict of, um, it's this outrage culture that's part of it. It's this, I don't know if you saw what happened with uh, Kobe Bryant this week. Did you see that he... Um, Irish Shafir thing? Yeah, the Irish Shafir thing. That's oh. what I was going to bring up. I avoided bringing it up last week. The only reason why I'm going to talk about it now is just because a lot of comics jumped in and I kind of didn't yeah. like what happened. So Irish Shafir, as you saw when Kobe Bryant died, he made that that video and then that tweet. Now, obviously it wasn't in the best taste. Yeah. It was very aggressive. However, it's something he does whenever there's a celebrity death. And the fact that it was Kobe Bryant and he hates the Lakers and he's very vocal about hating the Lakers, yeah. it only seemed fitting for him to do something, right? That's what he chose to do. Now, what fucked with me is that I saw a lot of comics, even people like Godfrey. I like, I respect Godfrey. Yeah. But his reaction on his Instagram video, I was like, that's too much to say he's going to get what he deserves. All that shit. Look, man. That was a dumb move, though. I'll be it, honest. It, but it doesn't matter because the, the the thing is, whether the joke was funny, because I didn't... I, I didn't even see the joke. I didn't... Well, to the fact that you could even say, fuck the Lakers, as if it's the... He doesn't Did even he play there anymore. The yeah, that's how he ended everything. Even the, So I could see where the comedy is. However... Personally, because I guess I was more attached because I like basketball yeah. and I grew up watching Kobe Bryant. So to me, it was more sad than it was funny, right? Yeah. It, 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 for me, it couldn't have come. However, let's not bullshit. If a member of the royal family died, in the UK, they'd be fucking devastated and you couldn't joke about yeah. it. You think we wouldn't be coming up with jokes here? Right away, day of, there'd be fucking uh, jokes about fucking royal families, dragons, yeah. crowns, pedophiles, whatever the fuck you want. Now... Because it means something to them, we shouldn't do it. No, because something means something yeah. to someone all the time. So even though for me, I felt too shitty about the situation, yeah. right? And also he never, they talk about all oh, his daughter and racism. He never mentioned race. It had nothing to do with racism. And he never mentioned kids. He mentioned Kobe Bryant. And also in the beginning, when it came out, when he dropped that video is when I found out too that it happened. There was no mention of his daughter or anything like that. So yeah. 
he just mentioned Kobe Bryant. Oh, that I didn't know. That's an important detail. Yeah, it's a that very, he did know that the, the There's the no way he knew because it came out when I and I found out during my live stream because people were like, uh, by the way, it's confirmed his daughter was on board. Yeah. And the video came out before I even started my live stream. Yeah. So the I, he didn't know, and also he never mentioned. He didn't say "fuck the kids" or he never yeah. mentioned it like that. That's so, the way he said it. Like if he made some, I don't know, some Kobe beef joke, like like fine, like I get it. But it was just pretty much saying like I'm glad this rapist died. Yeah. But this is another thing that I find interesting. Like obviously, like I even I never but get just because it wasn't funny to me or you, or it could have been not funny to a million people. It was funny to five, let's say. Yeah. It's still his attempt at humor. And he does it. He did it with his friends. He's done it with Ralphie May, who's his friend, who was his one of his best friends, who he loved him when he died. He did a shitty tweet like that. Yeah, it's just what he does. So how come, like the Godfrey thing bothered me because Godfrey was like, "You fuck with the wrong person," and you know he meant a lot to people. But how come it's only bad when he makes fun of someone that means something to you, but when he makes fun of someone that died that means something to someone else, it doesn't matter. We're picking and choosing. That's what bothered me. And yeah. also, comics, shut the fuck up. You didn't like the joke. Yeah. Be quiet. I didn't like the joke, but I'm not going to go attack. And I have no loyalty. I've met him twice and it was high by. It was through yeah. Mike, like I just for last. Yeah. Was, so I don't have like a loyalty. Like I got to defend my buddy. It's just, it's complete hip. It's hypocritical. Yeah. It's nonsensical to do that this part now. for sure. Like that part for sure. Like I'm this not saying thing, like the joke. You could yeah. dislike the joke, but to be like, he's going to get what's coming to him and it's, it, it, it's a new low or whatever. Yeah, if you like, made a joke about fucking Paul Gasol, like don't give a shit. But that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. How come? How? And also the other people, they keep talking about Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant's daughter. They're also hypocrites too. Cause yeah. fucking seven other people died too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven that, other people That's died the thing. Too. I was like, man, they were like other kids. Like, yeah. It's not just his daughter. Yeah. Like, you guys are all full of shit. You guys yeah. are all full of shit. Yeah, I don't know. Is the whole thing about too like, um, uh, I because the, the me the way he came out, it felt like he genuinely felt like oh uh, finally like a rapist got it. No, because no, he, he never. Because I don't know him. I don't yeah. know how he jokes. It's it, no, it, it was aggressive, but it's just how he. That's how he does his shit. Yeah, that's how he always does it. So, but I guess for the majority of people who like Ari Shafir is not on their radar. Like they he has a huge yeah. following. Yeah, but they wouldn't know. But they don't know. Like I didn't know. And to me it felt like, oh, because there are a lot of people like that on Facebook who are like, oh, finally like a rapist got his due. Like there are yeah, a lot of people yeah, like that. Yeah, but he's not, he wasn't a rapist. He, he, that's something that bothers me is that not only like, you know, in the court of law, he was acquitted, right? In the court of, and also the woman, we found out all kinds of shit about he her wasn't after. A, like he, they settled outside they settled of court. Out of, yeah, they settled outside of court yeah. and she was apparently notorious for trying to do that to athletes, yeah. to extort them and all that. That I don't know. Yeah. And, the, and then, and that, that, that was my, my whole point about the whole thing is like, um, uh, I have a, like, I know, like the, mathematically speaking, statistically speaking, there are more people when they say like women, they say that someone raped them. Most of the time they were raped. There's yeah. a very small fraction of people that actually lie. And those yeah. people are fucking shitty and destroy people's lives yeah. all, in, a, in a big way as well. Like there was the, the, the whole football player there. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, Brian Banks, I think his name was so something he like that. Fuck he that got guy. fucked. His whole life got ruined. Um, but so right. The whole case was like uh, th their side, his side. And even if you lean towards her side, is this really the time to bring it up? Exactly. Let some time pass. Let the family grieve and then bring up, well, how about the rape thing that or, was dropped? Or, or don't because you didn't bring it up before. Why do you bring it up when the guy dies? But yeah. again, I'm not I'm not here to tell you you didn't get the joke. It should be funny because I didn't laugh either because to me, even though I, 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 I know it's Ari Shafir, I know what he's trying to do. Yeah. It just it wasn't for me because I kind of I felt sad about what happened, about the situation. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that he doesn't have the right to try to joke about it. And the truth is, 
I can't be a pussy and a hypocrite and be like, hey, Kobe Bryant meant something to me. Fuck you, don't say it. When he said about other people who didn't mean anything to me and I was cool with it. So I don't want to be in the position where I'm like, you know what? When it's about me, fuck you, can't joke about that. Then that's not free speech, right? Yeah. I, I, I like to think of myself as a free speech absolutist. So if I'm allowed to say shit, you're allowed to say shit. And he made the same type of humor, the same type of joke that he did with other people that died, just that they weren't as famous and people didn't care about them in the same way and didn't get the same reaction. And the real consequence should be a lot of people saw that video. Uh, The amount of people that stop following Ari Shafira choose not to from this point on, that's his consequence. Yeah, exactly. And that's the best consequence in terms of freedom of speech. Yeah, Don't say like he deserves whatever he's he's going to get. killed. I'm going to shoot him up. Yeah, like some people gave out his address. Some people like he should lose this and that. Like, no, people are not going to follow him for whatever he said. And that's perfect. That's the most reasonable yeah. thing that can happen. That's exactly. That I'm fine with. But also, I think his talent agency dropped him. But again, to me, that's hypocritical shit because you didn't drop him when he talked shit about the last person that died. Yeah. But, but now you... are a business. Like the f- yeah. yeah. But it's just... Yeah, and them, I guess, they're more... It's a business. It's a faceless corporation, I'd say. But the people... The, me, I'm surprised the comics. Yeah. The comics that turned on him because... The truth is, the truth of the matter is, most of us aren't going to find that funny because we're so closely attached. Like, a lot of us grew up with, like, I grew up watching Kobe Bryant. Yeah. So, to me, it was fucking sad. It was like, fuck, this is crazy, you know? Yeah. So, I know that I'm too close to the matter, right? I still I still watch basketball fanatically. Yeah. So, I'm too close to the matter to, to find that joke in it. It would be like if, if like, you would die, right? You know, it would be, it's too, I'm too close yeah. to, to, to laugh about it. But I know in my heart. That if a member of the royal family would have a... I know that the UK would be bawling their eyes out, a lot of people. But I don't like them. So I'd have a fucking pedophile joke ready. I know that. Yeah. I can't sit here and lie and be like, Ari Shafir is a bad fucking guy. When I, if the tables were turned, it was somebody I didn't care about, I wouldn't be ready to do the same fucking thing. I don't want to be that guy ever. Yeah, no, for sure. And no matter who dies, who there's always going to be. There's if always going to be public s- eye. There's going to yeah, be someone's always going to die, and there's always going to be public people that die, yeah. and there's always going to be someone that's ready with a joke. It doesn't. Yeah. People love dictate. Like you said, people remember certain dictators with a fine eye. Yeah. Right. So of course you're going to have your detractors, your supporters. It's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Right now it just happened in this weird vacuum where everybody was so impacted by Kobe Bryant and knew him. And a lot of people didn't know who Ari was when it came out. Like, he went to people that had never seen him before. So, and it came off as really aggressive. It came off as a legit, not a joke. It came off as a legit, fuck this guy type of thing. Yeah, I was one of those people. Like, yeah. I don't follow him. You're like, so why does he hate Kobe yeah, Bryant? I was like, what the fuck was that? So, again, it might not be for you, but fuck to give out his address and say, I hate that fucking shit. Yeah. And, and I didn't like, mostly, look, regular people, whatever. But when I saw some comics come out and, and act like that, it's like, motherfucker, you've done some crazy shit too. And you're like, fuck them. Why are they offended? And now you're fucking picking sides like that? Yeah. I don't well, like what I've seen from his people that are like closer to him uh, is what I kept hearing is they're like, uh, uh, Ari is a really nice guy. I don't understand what the fuck that was. Yeah. I've, there was a lot of that, yeah, which yeah. I think is fine. That's fair because that's exactly that's what it was. It so, was like, what is this exactly? Yeah. Because I don't find it funny. But the reason why we don't find it funny, I'm telling you, is because we're too close to it. Yeah. Because I'm just... I'm trying to put myself in other people's shoes. If it happened in, in, in like I said, the UK, it's the best example I can think of right now, the royal family. I know that myself and a lot of other people would have jokes ready. But I know that a lot of people in the UK are super loyal to that monarchy. And if anything happens to one of them, they're yeah. going to start crying. They're going to bawl their eyes out. Look at North Korea. Remember when Kim Jong-un, ill or the first of the guy's Ill. father, oh, yeah. ill. Remember when he died? 
that country was in mourning, quote yeah. unquote, and people going crazy. You couldn't joke about nothing. How many jokes did everyone in North America from fucking anything you want, news anchors, yeah. comedians, actors, <laughs> talk so much shit, right? Yeah, well, they're not going to see it anyway. <laughs> yeah, but no, the point is, they're not going to, that's not why it's not because they're not going to see it. It's because yeah. they didn't give a shit. Yeah. And to them, like, look at this fucking, and they made fun of it. Yeah. That was cool, even though it meant the world to those fucking idiots in North Korea. I wonder how many, for how many it meant something. Because, um, I heard that when he died, like people who uh, seemed like they weren't crying or faking yeah, were they arrested. Were get, yeah, of course. Yeah. They were getting arrested. Yeah, you better fucking cry. But, but that's, then they do get but that's kind of what's yeah. happening now. That's yeah. what, with comics jumping on. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Either say, look, it's not for me. It's not my kind of joke. But yeah, he said a fucking joke. It didn't work. It was fucking stupid. It nil-timed or whatever you want. But that's where it ends. Don't fucking be like, this guy, oh, he's going to get what's coming to him now. Yeah. What the... F You're a comedian. Shut up. My, my question is also, if, the, if there's a person, right, who, I don't know, wrote a blog or really made sure that the dude loses his sponsors or whatever, once that's done, what did you accomplish? Like, what was the gain from that? Do you think, like, it's just, it sets a, an example for other people? Like, don't make jokes like that because like you really you didn't change anything, anything. really you he's know, you know he made like because people are still gonna make those if you're trying to be funny you're gonna get to a point or you test certain you, you're gonna offend some people it's gonna still gonna happen so you're saying people should just i can't even give an example of a subject you can talk about without offending anyone there's always gonna be one there's person, always gonna be like, one person well, so what, what what are you trying to say is like don't joke about recent deaths don't joke about like what's the so a couple of months ago i came up with a bit it's it revolves around saudi arabia okay and women and i knew when i because i the first person i tested on was abba we were backstage and i was like i want to try this fucking bit and i tell to him and he looks at me he goes don't fucking say that and i was like why he's like don't fucking say that they're gonna get pissed off that's that's uh, i don't see the joke in it right that just seems super aggressive so i did it anyway and most of the people were very upset and we worked it did again a week later, worked a bit better, but there were still people that were upset. You know, some people who don't get where I'm coming from, like, what the fuck did you just say? Especially, you know, some women get really pissed at it. Yeah. Now I use it more and it could be either it divides the room right away or it hits like crazy if I do it properly, right? Yeah. But it's still the same fucked up offensive joke, okay? Yeah. Now, that joke comes from the same place as my nicest jokes, my jokes that everybody could get on board. It's from the same fucking place. It's from the place of me thinking, how can I surprise people and make them laugh. That's where it, it all stems from. Never does it come from, how can I piss people off? Never. It's like, how can I surprise them? Like, nobody's expecting me to say this. This yeah. to come out of my mouth. Because it's, a, not because I want to offend, but because it's such a shock at that moment, that's why I'm saying it, you know, to surprise them so they can laugh. Yeah. So it comes from the same place, it's the best joke. So why is it that if you would film me in a room where people get mad at it, right? You're like, look at this guy, a comedian offends a room yeah. with this shitty Saudi Arabian joke. But if you would film it an hour later, or uh, next day in another room, I could get an applause break. Yeah, comedian kills with a shitty. Or comedian kills with, with very edgy, you know, uh, yeah. very provocative joke, right? Yeah. You know what the difference there is? Perspective. The people that are watching, what yeah. their perspective and how they they react to it. Same thing. What's happening now? It's the exact same fucking thing because the joke to me and you, we can't laugh because it's it's weird. It's too close, and you and you think about the kid and all that. It's too much. Yeah. Where he was coming from, he's like, I got a joke right away about this. I got I to gotta make fun of Kobe Bryant just like I did everybody else. What's the worst thing that he's ever, they talked about? It was the rape yeah. thing. What can I say? I hate the fucking Lakers, so fuck the Lakers. So he put all that in one, came out with fuck this guy because of that, just like he did with Ralphie, just like he did with everyone. 
and it ended up being ill time for most people because they felt too close to it. Yeah. But my Saudi Arabia joke, there's certain people that I can't say it around. They get really pissed off. Yeah. But what about everybody else who laughs at it? Yeah. Well, natural. Like who's uh, who's right? Well, no one's right. If no one's right. Yeah. Well, if you get pissed off too, who owes you something? Like you know what I mean? Like you you got pissed off. So yeah. what? You know? Like I saw the guy with a Soviet Union hat. Like yeah. He pissed me off. Does he owe me something? Not no. really. No. No. Like it's just you. You get pissed off sometimes. Um, you learn to live with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I never got, and especially like when I started doing comedy, I was doing the nastiest shit. Like, the, my jokes. You were, were trying to be edgy. Oh fuck! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, you, we go through that phase. Oh, I was like, just. Oh, I think I had like the darkest jokes when I started. Me, and me it was my first couple of months, and then I just, I, then I found my voice just being me on stage, and yeah. it changed. But in the beginning, same thing. I was oh. like, how do I, you know, push the envelope? Yeah, yeah. It's like you're thinking of some of a joke, uh, like. It no matter what the premise is, and you're like, and then I fucked the kid, and somehow yeah, yeah, like exactly. it makes sense to you. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like so, like that was like every punchline was like pedophilia, sexist, whatever. But it wasn't me. Like I'm not like I don't, especially now that I'm more comfortable on stage. It's just like, what you thought was funny at the time. I, yeah, exactly. But if you would have like someone would have filmed that and like posted it without the 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 context of i have no expertise i have no yeah. idea what i'm doing those are statements like i should be in jail for like what i said yeah. back then you know what i mean but if you don't keep the context in mind like even with ari shafir like i kind of if you don't know the context that he does that repeatedly yeah. it looks awful that's what i'm saying that's why i i restrain from saying anything i was like maybe there are more layers to the to this that i don't know it seems that way but i'm not gonna go on and shit on in public or whatever because i just i have no idea what the context is and as you're telling me now that that's what he does then it's a totally he, shift in perspective yeah like, okay. it's what he does and like i said it doesn't always hit the mark yeah and uh to me the only part that i find funny is just him ending with fuck the lakers like because i didn't even hear that because he doesn't even play for the lakers yeah and anymore right and it's just that i get the concept of i fucking hate you guys so much that i'm avoiding the fact that he that doesn't bother me, I'm glad that it bothers you guys. Yeah. That it, you know, so I get where he's trying to come with like super aggressive. You have to remember that he also he, he's he's a ballbuster. He's he fucking gave what he gave MDMA to one of his friends, Bert Kreischer. Yeah, that's well, that's fucked up. Too. That's what I'm saying. But that's the kind of ballbuster level that he is, right? Yeah. He'll. So it's not like oh, he's just letting his thoughts out. He hates Kobe Bryant. No, no. He did it because he's a ballbuster, and yeah. that's what he does. That's what he finds funny. It's fuck a around. light term to a ballbuster when you. Slip drugs into someone's drink. <laughs> but, ah, he's just a fucking rascal. That yeah, guy. Yeah. You know, he just no, drugs I'm, people. But you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, there's, if you put it in context with everything, you see it a little differently. But the way they're portraying it now, even comics that know him are portraying it like he just snapped and he just hates Kobe Bryant and everyone. Like, yeah. You know that that's not the truth. Yeah. Even here, I, I tried not to take sides with the whole Opie and Anthony thing, right? Yeah. I try my best not to take sides. But Opie came out with a video and I was like, you know what? Fuck Opie. Yeah. Because he came out, oh, it's unacceptable. And where's the joke? Oh, he did? Yeah, dude. Uh, you got him. you got fucking fired from Sirius because you decided to, to videotape one of your interns taking a shit. Yeah. All right. So fuck off about going too far and this yeah. and that. Like, fuck off at some point. You know? I still watch like the whole Greg Shells thing. Like I watch it every day almost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Walking on Greg Shells? Yeah, yeah. Like not just that video, but like there are com compilations of like fights with Opie and shit like that. Uh, look, I tried not to take sides because, you know, I'm in a fucking weird spot where i respect both of them and you know they, they did so much for yeah. like what podcasting is now and all that radio but when i saw that i was like dude that's fucking hypocritical and and i tried also because i carl ruiz like passed away a little while ago and i had met him carl ruiz in the summer super nice guy 
Super, yeah. super nice guy. Actually, because of him, I thought there might be a chance that Open Anthony could just because this guy's in the middle and everybody likes him. Like yeah. that's how good of a guy he was. And then I see this channel, and now I remember why people hate Opie. Like, I saw that video he posted today, and I was like, you know what? That's why they don't fucking like this guy. Yeah. They well, don't that's what he's trying to do now, I think, because I've seen, I sporadically, like, just will see what he does. And I think he was shitting on, um, what's his name, Howard Stern uh, a couple of weeks ago. It's like, I think he's trying to gain traction by shitting on people. I hate that. Just shut the fuck up. Do yeah. your thing. Be very good at what you're doing. Yeah. And people will come. I mean, you have a fan base. You have a history of doing this. You're fucking Opie from Opie yeah. and Anthony. Like, you're not some nobody. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're a fucking somebody, but you're acting like a jealous nobody. Yeah. The only way I can Dude, get and for all the times people. he was saying how um, he's been doing radio for this many years and he gets it, why are you making podcasts with your phone on the beach? Oh, bro. Like, how is, like... The sound shouldn't be like the number one thing. It's I, I, just like, dude, or like where he, they put a fucking uh, mic in the middle. Mic in the middle. Everyone's talking. You hear of cutlery and yeah. plates and shit. It's, it's like an experience, dude. Anyways, again, uh, I can't uh, avoid the fact that he, him, and Anthony, Jim, what they created influenced me a shitload. Obviously, yeah. you know, and that because of you know, comp, I mean, all that. Now I get to be adjacent in that universe. You know, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But. Uh, I didn't like that. Like, I honestly, you know, I tried to avoid taking, but I didn't, it bugged me. It's like, just don't say anything, but don't shit on the guy when I know that it's fun to join the bandwagon. It would be so fun for me to jump on Twitter right now and be like, fuck Ari Shafir, and then have retweets and be like, yeah, this guy gets it or whatever. But it's yeah. not the truth because then we're all being hypocrites. We're lying. I'm not saying the joke was amazing. I'm not saying what he did was right, any of that. But it's what he, it's within context. It's, you know, you know what I mean? It, it was a joke. It was a shit joke, but it yeah. was a joke. You know, um, it's not up to us to stop him or to fucking dox him. You don't like the joke. God damn, you're going to dox find out where he lives. Get the fuck out. Are you crazy? Yeah. Bro? Are you fucking crazy? Yeah. Well, he must see Opie like when he shits on someone, he gets more retweets, he gets more comments and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. I think shitting like right now, if I would just have like the hate Opie or hate Anthony or anything like that and just talk about bad stuff they do, yeah. it would get traction. Oh, Pantels is talking shit or whatever. It would gain traction, but it's not what I want to do. And also, I don't want to talk, like, the only reason I'm even bringing him up now is because I saw that and it actually bothered me. It's like, yeah. you see someone that, like, you know, you looked up to, you know, you did, so, and you're like, what are you doing, man? You, you, it's hack. Yeah. You, you're becoming a hack right now. Yeah, yeah. But The I mean, only it, person who had balls was Louis J. Gomez. Him and Tim Dillon, actually. Oh, yeah? Who went on Twitter and said, fuck you idiots, you know? Like, what are you doing? Especially Louis J. Gomez. That's good. I love Louis J. Gomez. Yeah. yeah. He was, that kind of shit. Whether you, because a lot of people I know don't like him or they have issues with what he says or whatever the fuck. Dude, that's, that's what you got to do. You got to stand, you have to stand for something. Yeah. Stand for fucking something, at least. I don't like this flip-floppy shit. Stand for something. Yeah. Because it would have been, I, like I said, it would have been the easiest thing for me right now to just fucking jump on that bandwagon. Yeah. I mean, yeah, unless you're trying to get something out of it. And uh, it's like someone said, like, the the freedom of speech, like, it gets tested, like, not when you agree with something, but when you disagree with exactly. it on something. You disagree with it? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you know, just like who gives a shit. You can say that you disagree, but like when you're shitting and you're like making more than it actually is, like just dude, like he said a thing you don't like. Yeah. Move on. It's not a fucking big deal. Because if I start shitting on everyone that says something that I I don't like right now, I'm like, no, you know, say that, stop saying it, or block him, or delete, uh, you know, all that shit. Then they can just as easily do it to me. So yeah. where does it end? Then nobody can speak. 
Yeah. You know, and I'm not, again, because people like to misunderstand shit and they, they purposely take stuff out of context. It's not that I'm like, yo, that was a great joke. You guys didn't get it. You should let it. What I'm saying is it, he probably knows too. Okay. I could have worded better, made it funnier. It didn't yeah. have to be, he could have said anything. Well, he took it all down. I think. He, well, he had to take it all down because of yeah. everything that was going, uh, going on. It was too aggressive, but it's just, yeah, maybe it was a misfire. It came from the same chamber that the Ralphie May shit came. It came from the same fucking chamber. You understand? He shot the same gun. Just he missed this time. Yeah. I don't like that comedians are acting like they don't know what he did. Like, what was that? Does he just hate Kobe Bryant? Oh, my God. That's so aggressive. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking? You buffoon. Yeah. Why are you lying? Yeah. Why are you lying? To please who? Mm-hmm. Anyways. So, Vlad, what are you plugging, Vlad? Where are they going to find you? Uh, YouTube, Spotify, uh, iTunes. Uh, my podcast is called is called No One's Impressed. No one is impressed. Um, I love that. Got a few stand up clips on there too. Yeah, yeah. So check me out. Vladlevitt.com. Vladlevitt.com too. Yeah. And if yeah. you look at the description, I put links to uh, Vlad's social media so that you can click. It's easier. You um, follow him on the Instagrams, on the Twitters, on the Facebook. He's he's got his podcast. Check out his YouTube channel. Subscribe to him. Um, maybe it'll motivate him to put this shit out uh, quicker. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah more consistently yeah because you need a nice little kick in the butt i think if you get enough followers then you're like you know what people are waiting for this let me put i think it's motivating yeah it for helps. sure for sure yeah and but i want to get into it like regardless yeah. and i'd like to remind everyone uh if you don't know two drink minimum uh goes live every tuesday at 2 p.m on our two drink minimum youtube channel uh the episode is then uploaded to every platform on wednesday afternoons we're still on compound media every friday at four and our entire archive is available on Compound Media. If you go to Compound Media and you want to subscribe and you're not already subscribed, use the promo code CANADA20. It'll get you 20% off the yearly subscription. Um, also, dates, March 13th, the Southern Boys in St. Leonard, me, Massimo, Guido Grasso. I'm going to be there for that. Um, check out, uh, what is it, April 3rd, I believe, in Sherbrooke. April 3rd, that's it, Sherbrooke, April 3rd. Tickets are on my website. Check that out. New York tickets are not on sale yet. They will be. I'm going to announce Quebec and um, Toronto very soon. And that's it. Patreon.com slash Pantelis to get this shit sooner. Thank you all for fucking listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.